The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. We know COVID has made travel almost impossible for many and for those looking to connect with others and community. It has, you know, really meant Zoom calls, FaceTime or something like that. And that is exactly what Senator Doug Black did earlier this year. Instead of a road trip across Alberta, he turned to virtual meetings and what he heard was that Albertans aren't giving up. They're getting up. And he wrote about that in the Calgary Herald recently. Senator Black, welcome back to the show. Well, listen, Jalen, thank you very much for having me back. I like to be on the show. Uh, tell me, uh, you know, what? first off, when you're when you're looking, I'm going to start on the COVID front, when you're, when you're looking about, uh, you know, what's happening with those numbers here in this province, and I know, mm-hmm. you, you know, you work in, in Ontario uh, as well. Your thoughts uh, about what's going on here, what's going across the country? Well, we're obviously in the second surge that was uh, promised. We're here now. Let's talk positively. There is light in the end of the tunnel. We've all seen the vaccine announcements of the last couple of weeks. That is huge news for us all. Obviously, there's a period of time it's going to take to get the necessary approvals, get the logistics in place to get it distributed. But I think I and everyone I deal with, and I would encourage all your listeners to know that we're much nearer the end of this nightmare than we are the beginning. Uh, fingers crossed, and we can only hope so. Really, really, Jake. Yeah, oh my yeah. God. So, I mean, yeah, it's just been something else. Senator Black, I know that uh, you had said uh, in this uh, op-ed that you had written that you made a promise to Albertans when you came, uh, when mm-hmm. you became a, a senator, that you would stay connected and uh, that you like getting out, getting out and, and visiting those communities across the province. Uh, this year had to be done a little bit differently. But tell me again how you did it. And, and more importantly, I'm, I, I want to break down some of the things that you heard. You bet. You bet. Well, you're absolutely right. When I was elected by Albertans, I committed to stay in touch, and I have done that. I'm proud of that. It's the best part of the job, actually, Jalen. Couldn't do it this year, so I had to get in my virtual car, and over the last three or four weeks, I visited 10 communities <laughs> in Alberta. Two of the, one of those communities being Edmonton, where I spent two virtual days meeting with 10 or 12 groups in Edmonton. And look, is a couple of things. The first thing is, Alberta is a remarkable place. It's a remarkable place. Despite the challenges of the energy industry, the challenges of the government of Canada, COVID, like we've talked about, as I said in my op-ed, we aren't giving up here. We're actually getting up. <laughs> the resiliency that I saw in every community, every community, and the compassion that Albertans are showing for each other, their families, their workplaces, their communities. It just made me feel so proud to be in the position to try and advance Albertan interests. We all know it's not easy currently. It's actually a very difficult circumstance. But man, oh man, like this province has done before, we will get through this and we will emerge stronger. And I saw that everywhere, Jaylen. You know, Senator Black, I'm curious to know if what you heard, let's say, in Fort McMurray was mm-hmm. different than what you heard in, in Medicine Hat. Was it different, uh, you know, from, from Calgary to yeah. Edmonton? Yeah. Yeah. Or was there an underlying theme that you heard? Well, the under yes, in every community there's differences. For example, in Hinton, they're working so hard to integrate the coal miners who have lost their yeah. jobs. Fort McMurray... Not only are they dealing with the issues I've described, they're dealing with a flood. 
and, mm-hmm. and and they're just getting over the problems with their fire. In Medicine Hat, as I think you know, there have literally there has literally been an epidemic of, of male suicides, males between 25 and 35, mm-hmm. and. I use the word epidemic because medical people have used that word yeah. with me. So every community has its uh, has definite concerns. But my takeaways were, as I said, the resiliency and compassion. And then two specific points I really noticed. One, we must do more on mental health in every community I visited, talked to, whether it's with school superintendents or uh, chambers of commerce or mayors or labor leaders. Every organization, every family is feeling strain, anxiety, and it's in some communities, it's you know manifesting itself in incredible demands on social services, which God love the folks who work in the food banks, the homeless shelters, they're managing, but they're right on the edge. So we need more, we need more uh, resources. The, the province of Alberta, in terms of the medicine hat issue that I shared with you, mm-hmm. they have dedicated some additional new mental health resources. That has to be done throughout the province, Jalen. has to be, because it's a problem. It's a problem. Kids, teenagers, elderly, you know. Senator Black, do you think that those, um, you know, the, the, the mental health issues mm-hmm. that uh, that you, you've heard about, that you've you've witnessed uh, mm-hmm. during your... During your uh, during your meetings, is is that new or is it exacerbated? Given the fact that we're now into what year three, four of of the uh, the economy downturn plus Absolutely. COVID, Absolutely. or yeah, is it just yep. yeah oh, all together? Yeah. It just is. I mean, how many times in our own life do we say that is just too much? Yeah, <laughs> I've got to check out. I'm going to bed. I'm turning on the TV. It's just too much. We have a society now that's basically saying. It's just too much. It's too much. And but, as I said, we're going to get through it. We have the vaccine in the window. But in the meanwhile, I am concerned about the demands on social services, particularly mental health. And I'm concerned on the uh, when we get through this, there's going to be some lingering concerns. Now, I'm outside my pay grade here in mm. terms of mental health, but we've got to watch youth very, very carefully. This has been very unhealthy for kids not to be in schools, not to be having discipline, structure, socialization. We've got to watch that. The other thing that I've seen, and my goodness, I experience this almost every day, is we have got to upgrade our rural broadband (laughs) internet service. I mean, it's fine in Edmonton, but I'm telling you, in Edmonton and Calgary, you even get to the outskirts, like the deep south of Edmonton, or deep south of Calgary, and it's not very reliable. You know, try getting to a county north of Grand Prairie. See how that works. So I am saying, and I encourage the government of Canada made some announcements last week that we got to get all over this because in this day and age, you can't go to school, you can't shop, you can't do your job if you can't go online. And uh, this is this is an essential service, Jalen. Oh, I, is, yeah. I mean, this it's... is not a nice to have. Like, geez, I think I should get a haircut. <laughs> it's, not, it's not like getting a haircut. You gotta have it to function, and it's an essential service in the same way I think electricity and sewage and water is. And the sooner we define it as an essential service, I think the sooner the governments will be able to throw. And when we're talking, I gotta tell you, we're talking billions of dollars. Oh yeah, but. 
That's incidentally what governments are for. That is why we pay taxes. <laughs> I so I get, saw that. I want to get back to the internet in a second. I just want to yeah. cycle back to the mental health support yeah. that you were talking about. And first off, I, I, I really appreciate you talking about uh, mental health and, and mental health support. I think the more people uh, continue to talk about mental health, I mean, we're going to continue to move down this road where it just becomes a, a much easier conversation. Let's be real. It can be a very difficult conversation depending on what you're dealing with but when we are more comfortable having that conversation um, the better for all involved Um, when you talk about the demand for social service and I think one of the big things as well is the the demand for affordable affordable mental health care and mental health support Um, you know in in your role what can you do to to push that Well, what I can do is, and you hit it dead on the head, I can start publicly talking about it. I can start having this conversation that you and I are having right now to say, look, there is nothing wrong with admitting you're having an issue with anxiety Mm -hmm. or depression. There is nothing wrong with that. Any more than there's nothing wrong with admitting you have a headache. That's what we have to start thinking about. And I have to tell you, it's really interesting, just since I started talking about that this week in my op-ed that's been seen by maybe hundreds of thousands of people because I talked about the mental mm-hmm. health challenges and the the uh, response that I'm getting is thanks like this is a real problem we got to stop pretending it's not a real problem so number one talk number two I have got to ensure that governments principally the federal government but also the provincial government understand that they have to put more resources at it. They're going to have to find more resources because it's a big problem. It's not going away. And if you don't get this dealt with, you're going to have drug problems, opioid problems, criminal problems, problems in prisons. I mean, so, so what do you do? Do, do you, do you di- dial up the premier? Do you ta- dial up the health minister? Do you dial up, um, you know, the federal health minister and, and the prime minister? What does that look like? Well, I'll tell you what I have done so mm-hmm. far. Tomorrow, I'm speaking in the Senate of Canada on this issue, on what I learned from my trip, starting with the need for mental health. And I'm saying, look, it's no different in Grand Prairie than it is in Oshawa or Notre Dame Bay and Newfoundland. Mm-hmm. In terms here, absolutely. I have briefed the Premier's office on what I have heard and what I have learned, and I haven't urged anything. I've just said, look, this is, I'm likely the only politician around who's been on the ground, although virtually, all over the province, every corner of the province in the last three or four weeks, and I thought it was my job to share with the Premier's office the themes that I heard. And uh, we will see. We will just see what happens. I am... They get it. I mean, they clearly get it by virtue of the fact that res- you know extra resources were appended to Medicine mm-hmm. Hat in the last two or three weeks. Mm-hmm. But squeaky wheel gets the grease, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's true, Senator. And uh, I sure appreciate your time this afternoon. I really do. Senator Doug Black joining us uh, today. Thanks, Jaylen, and thanks to your listeners. Yeah. I'm always available to do what I can to help either you or your listeners, that's my job. Well, here's the thing, you know, again, just before we move on to another topic, mm-hmm. um, and I want to get to that uh, internet um, yeah. service because boy, oh boy, I dealt with it this year as well. Unreal. When, you know, when you talked to communities the year before or the year before, mm-hmm. 
Did you hear this need for mental health, or is this no. been cumulative? No, it, no, no, no. Yeah. This is exponentially okay. more yeah. demanded. Than me. Whenever I visit, and I travel around the province all the time, my itinerary every day always tells me at a social service agency, oh. whether it's the homeless or the teen drop-in centres or uh, First Nations friendship centres or homeless centres for refugees. I always, so I have a pretty good understanding yeah. of those issues throughout the province. And Albertans are generous. Most of these organizations are fairly funded. You could always use more, but Albertans are extremely generous. And you see it when you visit around. But no, this is a different league. This is just a different league. All mm-hmm. right, let's talk, oh, about, uh, let's talk about the Internet service. And you said, uh, you said uh, what you found was uh, the, the second inadequately met need is unreliable and insufficient broadband service. You Bingo. touched on it, and, you know, I think people who live in some of the bigger cities, obviously, they don't uh, think about it too much. You flip on your computer, you're good to go. Um, I'll be honest with you, I live right on the very edge of the city of Edmonton. I yeah. don't, I have satellite internet because uh-huh. that's all right. I can use. And when the eight months that I was working from home, mm-hmm. it was a bloody challenge every day because I, I could it. not do my job Correct. because of that service. One of the reasons why I'm back in the office now uh, mm-hmm. you know the first week back it was right. just frustrating and I live in the city of Edmonton there so I go, can't Jaylen. imagine what it's like in other in 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 in, in rural areas in remote oh, areas and terrible. oh it was terrible and I saw it because almost every time I started in a community there was always a problem and then <laughs> you think about say you know kids aren't in university now they're not at you know they're not at McEwen or Mount Royal or wherever they go they're at home so if your home is Vegreville or Vermilion or Lloydminster wherever your home is if you cannot get online reliably you can't learn you can't get your degree you can't get your education I mean and you've seen yourself yeah. you couldn't do your job I couldn't do my job well I mean uh, whose interest is that in? Because what that'll mean is that'll mean that communities die. I mean, if you can't, I mean, communities will die. That's what will happen. And you will find that startups, you know, will not occur in Grand Prairie, for example, or, you know, other communities because it's not reliable. And that is not what we want in this province. We're trying to reinvent ourselves. So we have got to ensure that creative people in Slave Lake can stay in Slave Lake and create something. So, and today they can't. So Senator Black, I'm going to ask you the same thing then that I asked you when it came to mental health. As, as a senator, what is it that you can do to push for change on that front? And knowing full well that, I mean, pandemic spending by the federal government has been, you know, astronomical because mm-hmm. needing to, to, to get people through the pandemic, is there money out there for something like this? Well, last week, the government of Canada, and and I have been beating this drum, as I, others have been, but I've been beating this drum for really seven or eight months now. I think the government of Canada has heard, I'm not boasting here, they've heard me and they've heard others, they announced last week a commitment that by 2030, all of Canada yeah. would have reliable internet service. And I think by 2025 or 2026, I think we'll call it 
Okay, that's fine. That is a great commitment. But what I have seen from governments, certainly this federal government, but other governments, you know, is talk is cheap, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you can say whatever you want, yeah. but we need to have this backed up. And they said there's a, a billion and a half dollars. Great. Uh, that's not a lot of money over a country this size. So what I'm urging Albertans to do is we need to make sure we get our share. And that's what I'll be speaking about in the Senate as well tomorrow, is we have to ensure that these funds are equitable. Because my experience has shown me that Government of Canada programs are not equitable when it comes to Alberta. And I'm not being sour grapes. I'm just telling your listeners what I've seen on my eight years, you know. So we've got to ensure that we do that. We've also got to... Consider alternate arrangements. Like, why can't we do a deal with Tesla? Apparently, the Tesla people have developed or are developing uh, low, what would you call them, low-altitude satellites. Mm. And you you were mentioning, Jaylin, that you have satellite internet. Yeah, service. I do, yeah. Okay. So there's these low satellites. And apparently, Tesla is looking at a new product, a new concept, a new something. Why aren't we picking up the phone in Alberta to Tesla and saying, Use Alberta as a test zone. Let's see whether it works. Here. Well, you know what, Senator Black? I think you might be the person to do that because. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I, I'll talk to the folks in Edmonton. I mean, I don't want to step on people's toes, but we you. need to think differently. We do. Right? We, we do. need to think differently. And boy, have you ever underlined that? To think that you're sitting in south or north or east, wherever, the outskirts of Edmonton. Yeah. And you, you can't do your job. Are I you can't kidding do my me? Job. No. Are you kidding Couldn't me? Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. I live actually technically in the city of Edmonton, and I but I and I had challenges every day doing my job. Senator Black, we're out of time. Always lovely to speak with you. Thanks for making time for us. Anytime. Thank you very much. And remind your listeners, we will get through this. You just did. Thank you. Okay. Thanks. Bye bye. Now.